Welcome aboard to Cruise Radio, your home port for everything cruising and more. Subscribe to our newsletter and weekly radio show at cruiseradio.net. From the Cruise One Mobile Studios aboard the Carnival Dream in Port Canaveral, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio and be our friend on Facebook, facebook.com slash cruise radio. Yeah, we're back on board the big, fat Carnival Dream. Very nice ship, very new ship in the... Last time we were, it was just a quick visit last time. Yeah, it was back in November of 09. And we only got to talk to James Dunn, the cruise director. But we've got a whole slew of people we're going to talk to, and I uh, hope you enjoy the experience with us. But first, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, is with us, found at cruiseguy.com. Hello, Stuart. Hey, Matt and Doug. Hey, man. Well, we got hurricanes this week. Earl. This past week. Well, there was Danielle. Right. And now we've got Earl coming right up behind her. And uh, that does affect uh, the itineraries of many ships. Well, since you bring it up, Stuart, we have an email from Cynthia in Atlanta. We always welcome your emails. You can email comments at cruiseradio.net. She writes, hey, guys, I'm expected to go on a cruise to the Eastern Caribbean. But what happens if a hurricane redirects us to the Western Caribbean? Will they compensate us accordingly? Well, that's a very good question. And uh, instead of the ship uh, sailing into the storm, and people being seriously hurt as well as damaging the ship. The cruise lines, uh, with their ships uh, in fear for their passengers, uh, tend to take the ships and steer them towards safety. So, no, uh, the good thing is is that you're not land-based. This is another advantage of being on a cruise is that they can alter the itineraries, and subject to the contract, the passenger contract, the ships can change, the lines can change their itineraries at any time for any reason. In this case, it's definitely for everyone's benefit that the ship leave the Eastern Caribbean and instead go to the Western Caribbean where you'll have sun and fun and, and be able to do so in safety. All right, moving on. Stuart, we've been talking about uh, cruise ports uh, for a while and Grand Cayman with their lack of a pier. Now, is that going to affect next year's tourism? Well, it's, it's unfortunate because Grand Cayman is definitely one of the best you know, stops on a cruise ship and over the years has been by far one of the most popular. But uh, in 2011, it's been reported that they're going to be down 25% uh, in 2011. And a lot of that has to do because, you know, the, the cruise facilities that they have, the pier and the marina where they bring the tendered passengers in, uh, has just not been uh, a big highlight. And apparently the, the comment cards back to the cruise lines are telling them that, you know, it's a great island, but we didn't like the tendering, and uh, so the cruise lines are going elsewhere. Similar situation in Jamaica. There has not been a pier in Falmouth, and but they have a, they're expecting to complete their first pier on schedule. Is this right? It is. Royal Caribbean uh, is building a pier in Falmouth, uh, Jamaica, and, and that's actually, they haven't had a pier there, Matt and Doug. They've been going into Ocho Rios from Montego Bay, and Falmouth is actually in the middle of both which means that passengers forget the town. The town's not going to be ready when the ships begin calling in November. But what's going to happen is it's going to essentially double the amount of tours that passengers are going to be able to, to take and also you know, the different cities that they're going to be able to go to because they're in between Ocho Rios and Montego Bay. But they're, they're building a new pier, but it still looks gross there, doesn't it? Well, <laughs> well let's just say the, the center, the pier and, and the shops and everything are going to be open, but the town itself... Uh, has a lot of work to be done, and it's just a standing point to get passengers uh, on their tours. Okay, and moving to our hometown of Jacksonville and the whole uh, port issue. Where is it going to go? They Apparently, I guess they were looking at the old Ford plant, which is near, uh, what, what is it, the Matthews Bridge? Yeah, it's by where all those barges are, the base of the Matthews Bridge. Which yeah, For those who know Jacksonville. Yeah, and it's quite a bit of ways west from where the cruise port is right now at the Dames Point Bridge over in Jacksonville. So, uh, thank God they nixed this. Yeah, it wasn't a good idea, plus not to mention that uh, because the ships would have to go under the Dames Point Bridge, 
that they would not be able to accommodate the larger cruise ships. So right. that would really stymie any future growth. So that, that, that was, I mean, it's a good idea. And I'm glad to see that at least they're, they're trying. But, you know, time's running out, but this was definitely not a viable option. And uh, I'm sure they're going to come up with uh, something really good, hopefully very soon. Way to go, Jacksonville. So the Greek cabotage laws lifted. Uh, when does that take effect? Well, it, it takes effect immediately, and that's great news for cruise passengers. Stuart, hold on a second. What is the Greek cabotage laws? The Greek cabotage laws, uh, which have been in effect for many years, have actually prevented future growth from foreign flag ships, which had to have a predominant amount of Greek crew on board. So most of these, a lot of these cruise ships, uh, outside of let's say the old uh, Celebrity and Chandra's lines, they did not have a majority of Greek passenger lines, so they could not begin or end in Athens, Greece, as an example. So with this lifting of the cabotage laws, we're going to be able to see more cruise ships visiting Athens, which is a wonderful uh, port. You would, the ships would actually dock in Piraeus, just outside of Athens, but it's a very short drive, and it's just one of the most magnificent you know, cities to be able to see some you know, the ancient uh, relics there, especially the Acropolis. But uh, this, this actually could mean $1.3 billion in new revenues for Athens, and I think they're, they're going to be big winners on this one. Okay, so how much is it to fly into Athens? Is it more expensive than any other uh, European ports? No, it's, it's, it's a very reasonable uh, port. It's definitely going to be less than, let's say, Barcelona. But, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see because a lot of the cruises that focus more heavily on uh, the Greek islands uh, with a little bit of Italy were not able to, to occur because of these cabotage laws. Let's, let's back up to Barcelona. I got a question for you. I was um, trying to book a flight over to Europe uh, in a couple of months, and to fly into Barcelona was like almost 50% higher. Why is that? Well, Barcelona does not have as much lift, and they don't have as many direct flights, especially from the States. Uh-huh. And it's, it is very expensive to go into Barcelona, which is why I was thrilled many years, you know, several years ago to see lines actually starting in Civitavecchia, you're dealing with, you know, into Rome, you're dealing with, you know, that long, you know, bus ride uh, or cab ride into Civitavecchia, but the, the savings that you'll have with, you know, for a lot of people could be non-stop flights or one-stop flights, but uh, there's more lift and uh, better scheduling. Who needs Wikipedia when you have Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, <laughs> who will be back with us later in the show with your hot deals. for the experts or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience good or bad email comments at cruiseradio.net we're aboard the carnival dream in port canaveral with our first guest who do you have matt donato becce and when you say it you have to do something like that donato Donato becce is the uh, hotel director aboard the carnival dream the uh, relatively very very new carnival dream Uh, welcome to cruise radio uh thank you uh Matt. Yes, very good. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. <laughs> it's all right. I'm happy to be here. We were joking about, you know, do we need the captain? Not so much. But we know, we know that it's actually the hotel director that uh, really runs this place. The captain's still in overall in charge of uh, the ship under the safety of the passengers. And uh, But a daily routine of uh, the guests, yes, that's uh, under, I would say, under my uh, big umbrella. Uh, with the help of 22 department heads. Yeah, because a lot of people think that it's just maybe the lodging that the, the, the hotel director takes care of, but it's a lot more than that. Well, you know, it goes from uh, the guest services to the uh, galley and to the uh, the culinary arts and the, uh, the F&B sides of it, the bars, uh, entertainment, gambling, laundry, room service, 
stateroom service as well. So it's uh, quite of a huge of an operation. What turns you on most about the job? What's the most exciting part of the job? The guests. Yeah. The guests is what it's what makes me go every day. Uh, see happy faces around the ship. See the guests having a good time. Just uh, the overall uh, experience that we uh, create for our guests on board and. Uh, the, what makes me more pleasure is when uh, the last day when they leave the ship mm. and we see a great smile on their face right. and they wave us goodbye and, and some of them are even in tears and crying and you know that. wait until the last time the, the next time they, they will be back on board. On the flip side, what's the most challenging part of your job? Um, I'm not sure if we have challenges. Um, <laughs> every day, <laughs> really, <laughs> every day it's fun. We yeah. say you know it's another day. Right. Um, I guess um, challenging maybe if we have maybe some rough weather. But it's out of our control as well. Right, Walk us through a day in your life here on board the Carnival Dream. Uh, normally, it's uh, early rise for me, and um, uh, it's a, a cup of coffee on uh, on promenade, and then a tour around the ship. And then, of course, part of it it's uh, the administration side as well, and uh, the emails of today. <laughs> um, and I would say um, then guests in the evening and making sure that all. Uh, these services are offered and and so on. Um, mostly, you know, that stays my my daily routine. The you know meeting with other department heads, making sure that you know everything is being taken care of in every area uh, of the ship, and um, pretty much. You know, it seems like more and more these days the cruise lines are trying to outdo each other with all the features on the ship. What is it that the Carnival Dream has that, that sets it apart from the others? I think that uh, um, most of the cruise lines we all trying to do the coping each other, you right. know, and uh, we probably one comes with an idea and the other one will follow. Right. Uh, I think what really sets aside uh, on on a cruise experience it's it's the crew, it's the staff on board. That's what sets aside. Uh, I feel that if you're good to your crew and your crew is going to be good to your guest, you have um, a great crew, uh, guests will have a great vacation. Uh, it's it's very important. I think that is the most important part of the cruise. Yes, you know we all try to elaborate menus and we all trying to bring new technology in the in the industry, new innovation. Um, but ultimately, it becomes to be the service, and that is the the most important part of the uh, of the cruise. From Italy, uh, Donato Becce, hotel director. Thank you so much for being with us. Piacere. Piacere di averlo conosciuto. When you dance down the street with the cloud at your feet, you're in love. When you walk in a dream, but you know you're not dreaming, Signore. Excuse me, but you see back in old Napoli. Try and say your last name correctly here too. Wait till you see my name. Oh boy. <laughs> oh no. Daniel Arulraj. Almost, the, not exactly, but say it, how do you say it's it? Daniel Arulraj. Yes, I love it. And he is the senior sous chef from India. Welcome to Cruise Radio. Thank you. Give us a little background of, of your experience. 
Uh, I did my culinary college, which is three years of diploma in hotel management and catering technology in India for three years. After I finished that, I went to an industrial training in India. I worked for a hotel in India for one and a half year and I joined Carnival in 2000, July Carnival celebration first. And there I started as a commie, as a cook. And then from there till now, where I came up along with the company. Well, congratulations on your 10-year anniversary with the company. Yeah. How many plates per day do you go through? It's like in a dinner time, approximately from 2,200 to 2,600 main course per sitting. That is almost around 4,600, 4,800 main course in a dinner we serve. I mean. We have 4,600 guests, so some of them, some of them have two main course. So it's basically somewhere four, eight to five thousand main course every single day we prepare. Let's say everyone just that night decides to order all lobster, and you're like, what? We, well, we weren't quite. That's that is where uh, that's the magic are, of it. That all. is the way you are. Like if you're a doctor, if you the doctor can touch your pulse and he can say, okay, this is this, this. Yeah. The same way we are in this industry for quite some time, and we exactly know how what is the psychology of the guests, like uh-huh. how much and what they are going to order. So approximately plus <laughs> due to the experience, we right. do know that they are going to order. 70% of lobster on a day and 20% of a fish on a day. So exactly we know, okay, this many percentage and we calculate accordingly and we cook accordingly. Right. Certain percentage of people always order choose and things. order certain things. Right. For example, if there's a barbecue pork ribs, many of them order barbecue pork ribs. And for example, every single day carnival serves shrimp cocktail. So when you see on the first day, Everybody sees shrimp cocktail and they order shrimp cocktail. Right. The yeah. same carnival, another uh, dessert what we have is a melting chocolate cake. Where on the first day, they are when they see melting chocolate cake, they get more melting chocolate cake on the first day. But the cruise goes down, they, it goes down. But act, yeah. always we serve at least hmm. from 1,500 to 1,600 melting chocolate cake and as an average every single day. Even though you have another three other deserts of the day, <laughs> but this melting chocolate cake, every day you have it, but every day love it. People love it. They just right. order it. Can you, can you just keep saying melting chocolate cake? <laughs> melting chocolate cake. I love it. Oh. Could you give us some stats on what, like how many pounds of meat you go through a week or uh, seafood? Yes, uh, lobster we serve around 700 pounds, mm-hmm. and uh, pork ribs, uh, pork ribs are around 2,400 pounds, mm-hmm. and prime rib around 1,800 pounds, and fish somewhere around 1,600 uh, of salmon, and separately like baza fillet somewhere around 1,800 pounds. So yeah. uh, EBY shrimps, the fried shrimps we use somewhere around 450 pounds. So every single thing has different. Total we order from $360,000 every single cruise, which is on the Port Canaveral, which for this ship as a home port, we keep uh, load our, all our stuff like groceries, meats, and our vegetables, fresh produce, fruits, etc. Everything has been loaded every single Port Canaveral. And at the end of the cruise, again, we order for the following cruise and we receive keep receiving every seven days in a cruise. Daniel Aruraj. Arul Raj. Because I speak a little Tamil. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Vanakam. Vanakam. Great to talk to you. Thanks nice for being with us. Too. James Dunn, the assistant cruise director, is with us. Welcome back to Cruise Radio, I should say. Thank you very much. <laughs> We're on our inaugural. 
spit it out. Yes, oh my lord. <laughs> and four interviews and he's ready for a break. You know what I mean? I'm not being funny, but... It's a rigorous schedule. It is tough, isn't it? Tough to be at the top. Do you know what? I'm really excited because I can't believe I'm being interviewed by Ricky Gervais. You look really, really like Ricky Gervais. You just look at that camera. Ricky Gervais. Nutter. Absolute slag nutter. <laughs> How's it been since we last saw you, I guess? Because really, the, the Carnival Dream... Came out, what, July, I want to say? No, we came out, we sailed uh, September the 18th last year. Okay. Um, out of Chipotavecchia. And, um, yeah, it's been a, a roller coaster since then. We came over to do New York, and then when we were on one of our New York cruisers, Port Canaveral was one of our ports. That's where I met you guys. Right. Uh, then from there, we relocated down to uh, Port Canaveral, and now in our home. As far as the entertainment department, we're just perfecting our schedule to adapt to, to our clientele. That now we have a seven-day east and west. We have the highest pass guest count in the fleet, so we're constantly trying to make new things and uh, and improve and get the schedule down to uh, a fine art. Is it all the growing pains worked out? Or are they still getting worked out? All the kinks and stuff. As in what kinks? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> Uh, as far as the entertainment department, we're now on. Since we last saw you, we were doing different cruises. Mm -hmm. So as far as maybe weather and uh, production shows, it may be um, a certain night, may, the ship may move more than another night, or it may be um, slightly colder or more chance of rain on a certain port leaving than another port. So we, as far as the entertainment schedule is down, we've got it completely down because we just do seven-day east and west now. So we know that... Um, this show works perfect on that night. It gets the mm -hmm. best response. People um, aren't so tired because um, we've been at sea, so they'll want to come to the show that night. Um, Mardi Gras deck party is huge um, recently, especially with all the kids on. We throw the beads out. We know the perfect night for that, you know, where we do it on a um, St. Martin night where people have been at the beach all day, or we do it on a Belize day where people have been out and they're in an adventurous mood. So we've got everything down as far as that concerns, yeah. So. What kind of shows are going on right now? Oh, I love the shows on this ship. Do you know what? I have been. Get ready! I have been on this ship. No, I've been on this ship like nearly a year, and I, honestly, I do not get fed up of watching them. We've got um, so, something new, a couple of things that are new since uh, I spoke to you guys last. We've got a new, on the first night, we do a huge welcome aboard party on Lido Day. We've obviously got the Carnival Laser Experience. We've now incorporated the singers and the dancers. So we do a 25 minute show up there, which gets everyone involved. Um, to be honest, I like to call it a party rather than a show because it's more of an interaction. We put words on the big screen where everyone will sing along and get right. involved. Oh. Everyone will receive glow sticks and it's at night, so we get a huge rock and roll atmosphere going. We've got, um, we take pictures of people as they come into the party and they don't realize what it's for, and they're, they're projected all along the big screen. So it's oh, like cool. a huge set the tone for the, right. for the whole cruise, <laughs> uh, get it going party. That's a, a lot of fun. And then we've also got um, Eight More Seconds, which is a tribute to the South Country Show, which is great. Uh, we've got a brand new, very, very popular, it's called Dancing in the Street, that, uh, that features um, our singers, our dancers, and as well, Fun Force. We have four acrobats that we have on board, and for that show, we also fly into... Those Fun Force? Fun Force. Right. Yeah, they spin on their heads, they... Um, they lock breaking. Pop and lock breaking, right. yeah, yeah, you name it, they can do it. They're very, very talented guys. In fact, one of them used to uh, breakdance for Janet Jackson. Wow. That we have on board here. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, he's great. Um, also... 
He's got some probably good, some uh, pretty good Jackson family stories. Then. Oh, they've got some. Yeah. They can tell you all. <laughs> well, they can tell you very many stories, and yeah. I can tell you lots of stories of just them being on board. Anyway, um, yeah, and then with the. Dex- We've got plenty of time. Have you? Well, bring it on. I haven't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he is the assistant cruise director, Mr. James Dunn from London. Cheers, very well. Thank you so much for being back with us. Thank you for having me on Haru's Radio. Advertising opportunities, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Advertise. You're listening to Cruise Radio, the fastest growing cruise talk radio show in the nation. My name is Matt, by the way. Hi, I'm Nancy. Hey, Nancy, where are you from? <laughs> Ohio, North Canton, yeah. Ohio. Did you know anything about the dream going into it? What, what all have you heard, I guess, and uh, what are your expectations? Brand new ship, mm-hmm. biggest one they have in the fleet. Right. And that's the main reason I just picked it for it being new, fresh. I like that whole freshly painted, freshly scented right, thought. Of course, and that new ship smell. Yeah, and I like the bigger ones. I get motion sickness, so I'm a fan of the ones that you don't feel a move yeah. versus the smaller ships. So. What do you like most about Carnival? I guess it's in general. For me, it's perfect because I like to have fun, but they don't. I don't think they overdo it, and I don't think they underdo it. There's something for everybody. Right. They play every style of music. They have every type of show, or you can just. Sit out on your balcony and relax and be by yourself and have room service if that's what you want to do. That's what I was just going to say. There's ne- There never is any like pressure to get involved and do fun things now. It's like yeah. whatever you want. I've never gone to an art auction. I've never played bingo on board. I could care less if I ever do. Right. But the shows are great. The food's great. That's enough for me. Thanks for talking to yeah. me. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Radio Channel. Or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. Have you been dreaming lately about a romantic tropical cruise to the Caribbean? Cruise One. Or how about a breathtaking scenic cruise to Alaska? Cruise One. Or how about the Mexican Riviera? Or Cancun. Cosmo. Or New England. Or Canada. Or Italy. Or Greece. Or the Far East. Or how about a cruise around the whole world? Cruise One. Got a dream vacation for you. Cruise One. Let us send you on your way. Cruise One. Number one in cruising nationwide. One has more than 550 cruise specialists nationwide ready to help you plan your dream cruise. And speaking with a local Cruise One expert is as easy as calling toll-free 1-800-CRUISE and the number one. That's 1-800-CRUISE-1 or find us online at cruiseone.com. Number one in cruising nationwide. Cruise One, yeah. Cruise One. Do you plan on taking a cruise out of Port Canaveral, Florida and you need a place to stay? This is where you go. The Country Inns and Suites by Carlson in Cape Canaveral on Astronaut Boulevard. Doug and I stayed there last week, and we were both really impressed by this place and everyone who worked there. They've been open since 2006, and that's the first thing you notice, how nice and new it is. But you also notice when you walk in how clean it is. There's something really telling about a housekeeper who's on her hands and knees polishing up the bottom of the stairwell's handrail posts. And all in all, it's a very comfortable place with a lot to offer to travelers and a very warm, family-friendly feel to it. General Manager Bud Birch and Front Desk Manager Eric Richardson, thank you all so much for your time. Quick and easy to book your room today. Just go to countryins.com slash Cape Canaveral FL or call toll-free 
For advertising opportunities, go to cruiseradio.net and click on Advertise. Each episode, we feature Porthole Cruise Magazine's Picks of the Week. And this week, it goes out to any cruiser who's setting sail from or visiting San Francisco. Now, when you think of the city by the bay, you might imagine sitting at Fisherman's Wharf and enjoying some classic clam chowder and a bread bowl. But true soup lovers should also seek out the family-owned San Francisco Soup Company, which features more than 10 unique homemade gourmet soups to choose from each day. Yeah, they have dozens of specialty soups to include original recipes like salmon chowder with asparagus, roasted chicken with summer squash and lime, pizza soup with pepperoni and sausage, and potato cheddar and bacon. Locals say their favorites are the Mexican chicken tortilla, tomato bisque, and matzo ball soup. You can check out the whole list and find the 16 Bay Area locations at sfsoupco.com. Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, is back with us online with your hot deals. What you got? Well, Europe is still a very hot topic, and one of the uh, repositioning, repositioning cruises that is coming up is Royal Caribbean's Vision of the Seas, which is going to be doing a nine-night cruise from Venice, Italy to Lisbon, Portugal. And uh, it's got a very unique itinerary. It'll stop in Split, Croatia. It'll go to Naples for Pompeii, Sorrento, and Capri. Stops in Civitavecchia for Rome. Villa France for Nice and Monte Carlo. Barcelona. And then it goes to uh, Cadiz, which is the uh, port for Seville, and then into Lisbon. So here's a 9-9 cruise. A lot of some of the best of uh, the Mediterranean. And cruise-only pricing here we're finding from just as low as 400 $99 per person. Mm. So uh, you, you can't, uh, it's one of those deals that you may not be able to stay home for. Nice. NCL's got some great deals uh, coming up. Uh, Norwegian Epic still has their starting pricing from $649. They're offering low cost air add ons for the balcony cabins and above, where the, the pricing for the air add ons start from just $99 per person. Or if you're kind of like Midwest West, you're only going to pay $199. Person and then beginning October 31st, NCL is bringing back their suite and villa sale, where uh, that'll last through September 10th, where you can actually save up to four thousand dollars per suite. Dang! So there's there's a lot of good deals. The Caribbean, uh, you know, we still have the Carnival and Royal Caribbean and Princess and Celebrity. I mean, there's a lot of four ninety nine, five ninety nine deals. And for the very first time, which we mentioned last week, Oasis of the Seas has pricing and on a couple of dates in October where the pricing is starting from only $999 for some balcony cabins. But a lot of those dates have actually been gone because people booked them. So pricing is going up, but there's still a few left. All right. Thank you, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy found at cruiseguy.com, or you can follow him on Twitter at cruiseguy. You can also follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. Be our friend on Facebook, facebook.com slash cruiseradio. Next week, we're going to try and have a kickback show for Labor Day weekend. We've done this in the past where we uh, take your calls and your comments and your questions. Yeah, you can email us comments at cruiseradio.net or call us 866-874-7957. From the Cruise One Mobile Studios aboard the Carnival Dream in Port Canaveral, I'm Matt Basford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. Cruise Radio.